Hey, hey, readers. I hope you've enjoyed the Lessons in Leadership series. This ninth episode, yes, it's the ninth one, is the last one of this particular series. Um, it's crazy to think we've journeyed through nine weeks of episodes together, and we're already halfway through 2022. I am a... Uh, in deep gratitude, deep, deep gratitude that you continue to journey with me every week as I pour my heart and soul into these writings. Hopefully you can feel the love as I send them out every Sunday. I'll be taking a few weeks off before the next series. Depending on how the creativity juices flow out, I may be coming out with one-off missives here and there. Who knows? I'm not sure what's up next, but trust that I'll be back. Oh, please tell your friends to sign up. If you've enjoyed these, I want to keep sending them out for free, and your support means so much. So until we meet again, I'm sending you peace, hope, love, and gratitude. On to the final episode of the series. Thanks. Creating powerful agreements. I made a direct report cry at work once. In fact, it's the only time I've ever made someone cry at work. As head of sales, I sat this person down during our one-on-one with the intention of getting the most out of her. I wanted to challenge her. I wanted us to find out what she was truly capable of and in that process I made her cry. As I reflect on this experience, I don't regret the intention I had with this person. I saw the best in her. I saw the truth of her potential. I knew what she could be and it was my job to draw that out. I do regret the way in which I executed on it, though. In Kim Scott's book, Radical Candor, she submits that in order to participate in a healthy feedback relationship, you must care about them personally and challenge them directly. In essence, this is what Radical Candor is about. You must actively and intentionally be doing both. I believe in this framework. It's powerful when it's employed properly and with integrity. I teach this framework to leaders all the time. It's my go-to. But there's an important step before it that all leaders must do before stepping into a radical candor relationship. They must create powerful agreements. You see, I believe that I was being radically candid with my direct report. I cared for her deeply. I cared about her growth and her success. I knew about her personally too. I knew how much she loved her dog, her partner, and Drake. And I wasn't afraid to challenge her directly. I knew it was necessary to tell her hard truths in order for her to grow. What I failed to do was co-create powerful agreements with her. Thriving 
under powerful agreements. We thrive under structure, and we generally understand the reason why hierarchies exist in the workplace. However, nobody likes to be told what to do. I have a two-year-old and she hates being told what to do. It's in our DNA. With that said, we do thrive under clear expectations and the freedom to create within well-understood boundaries. This is what agreements can do. They can create a field in which your team can flourish. Here are some powerful agreements I've created with teams and one-on-one clients. The first is coaching is a 200% relationship. With clients, we agree to bring our whole selves. We hide nothing and hold nothing back. We make the coaching space safe enough so we can make powerful requests of one another. If something feels uncomfortable to say or do, we agree to lean into it. I participate 100% and they participate 100%. We bring our full power to the relationship together. The second is fun is freedom. We take the work seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. One way in which we do this is by allowing one weekly meeting to spend the first five minutes settling in. In this meeting, we don't jump straight into work mode. We keep the first part of the meeting light. We agree to create room for laughter and water cooler talk. We bring in silly questions like, is a hot dog a sandwich? and spend a few minutes laughing as we debate on them. The third is permission for feedback. Hearing hard truths is a challenge. Both parties need to be in a good mind space to participate in tough conversations. So before we do, we agree to ask for permission. Here's how I asked recently. Hi. I had some thoughts, positive and constructive, regarding that meeting we just had. Is now a good time to talk through it? All good if we need to wait. Let me know when you're okay to hear it. I found that asking for permission is a respectful way to honor someone's boundary and well-being. It's an effective way to show that you care about someone personally, while being committed to their growth. To serve, not to please. This is hard for me. I want everyone to like me. I want them to think I'm awesome to work with and I can't stand a feeling of pissing someone off. But I remember that I'm not here to please my clients. I'm here to serve them. To that end, we know that problems arise because we created it with a standard of thinking that needs to evolve. In order for our thinking to continue to grow, we must be willing to step into service by challenging our thinking. We must be willing to piss each other off. You must be willing to allow the discomfort. How I wish I could have co-created agreements like these with my direct reports back then when I became head of sales. It might have been different if we all agreed that hard truths were necessary for us to grow together. Leaning into challenging conversations would have been a norm. 
it would have lifted the field we were playing in. We would have come to the table with a clear understanding of the mindset we must operate with to be successful. How about you? What agreements could you co-create with your co-founder, partner, direct reports, or children? How would that change the arena you're playing in? Fiercely loving you, Jomar. Okay, so that's it. Just a quick FYI. Um, I do facilitate a three-part workshop series to help teams and co-founders create agreements and participate in radical candor. Uh, I'll be doing these in September. So if you're interested, my email is in your email, hello at jomargomez.com. And email me with the subject line, I want to create powerful agreements. And um, we can talk about doing this for you or your team or your co-founders uh, sometime later this year. Also, if you are ready for some one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you're ready to confront your inner dragons, if you want to go deep um, and you want to start to create your biggest professional and personal dreams, I'm happy to, to definitely start a conversation there. Uh, I've got openings. I'm, I'm going to have room for two clients starting in August 2022, um, so next month. And know that I don't work with anyone for less than six months. Um, so, you know, my coaching is not for you. <laughs> coaching generally isn't for folks if, if they think it's the coach's job to tell them what to do. Um, if you tend to have a victim mindset and you want to blame your problems on everything else besides you, my coaching will probably won't be for you either. Um, you, you need to be able to get clear on what you want of our time together. And um, a vision is also necessary, a vision that's a little scary and a little exciting. If you're unwilling to be vulnerable, if you think vulnerab vulnerability is weakness, my coaching might not be for you. Um, and if you're not willing to play with new behaviors, to experiment with new behaviors, my coaching might not be for you. So if this is all interesting, I've got a questionnaire also in the email. Fill that out. And if we're a good fit, I'll, uh, if the responses are a good fit, I'll reach out. So that's all the plugs for me, friends. Um, again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Enjoy the, the 4th of July weekend. Take care.